0: January 17th, that's right, January 17th is the last day to claim the Western Outdoor News holiday subscription special. It's one of our best deals of the year, and it's only $35 for 52 issues of Western Outdoor News. And this is where it gets interesting. Each additional subscription you purchase is only $15. You have a friend or a family member's birthday coming up, or do you have that fishing buddy who's always asking to borrow your copy of Western Outdoor News? Well, get them to leave you alone and tell them you got them a subscription for only $15. To renew or subscribe with this subscription special before January 17th, Tap the link in our show notes right on your phone or computer or visit wonews.com. Welcome to the new year and the first podcast of 2022 for us here at Western Outdoor News. Before we get down to discussing the heartbreaking story of the possible closure at Lake Kawia in the Coachella Valley, we've got a great issue of Western Outdoor News out this week in our January 7th issue. Let's jump into it. First up, the first thing you see when you go to your mailbox or your tackle shop here, let's talk about this cover shot. So we've got a nice 27-pound halibut on the front cover this week. It was caught by John Sterling. He caught it on a live sardine aboard the Dana Wharf sport fishing boat, Some Fun. It secured the top spot on the Dana Wharf Halibut Derby leaderboard. Congratulations to John, and also congrats on a really cool cover shot. So flipping past that cover, inside the issue with rockfish season now closed, it's time to target California Sculpin, and we've got an in-depth feature on how to locate catch and handle sculpin Uh, it's a little trickier than you might think i mean these things are venomous so you want to avoid the venom you don't want to get stabbed with one of these trust me if you're heading out on a sport fishing boat or a private boat this winter it is a must read We've also got news of the impressive steelhead bite on Oregon's Chetco and Rogue Rivers, and tips for catching giant cutthroats on spinning tackle in California. It's sure to warm the hearts of any trout fans looking for that cold water action. And anyone considering heading out on a long-range sport fishing trip this season will be well served on our five in-depth tips and tackle recommendations on page five. It's a new feature that we've started here at Western Outdoor News. It's called the Five on Five. We're going to offer five tips, tricks, or tackle suggestions each week. All you have to do is flip to page five each week to see what we have cooked up for you. That's the Five on Five. It's kind of catchy. Another great read from John Dickens, who shared his top 10 party boat do's and don'ts on the podcast just last month. He shares his New Year's resolutions, which include making more mistakes. Uh, John explains that if you're making mistakes, that usually means you're trying something new. Read about how John tries to experiment with New Tackle on page 18 of the January 7th issue of Western Outdoor News. Hunting-wise, this week's issue sees several waterfowl features covering gear, guns, bird counts, reports, and recommendations for a strong end of the waterfowl season. We also have a fascinating article by Steve Comas on the renaissance of bolt-action centerfire pistols. Got to check that out. That is in our guns and hunting section. Last up, the show season is on the horizon, and the first show to kick off show season for us here on the West Coast is the International Sportsman's Expo. It's scheduled for January 20th to the 23rd in Sacramento. We're going to be there, and I certainly hope that you can make it too. All this, plus our usual fish counts, reports, columns, features. We have over 50 articles each week in Western Outdoor News, If you're not subscribing, you're missing out. Check it out at wonews.com. On to our main topic today, Western Outdoor News editor Mike Stevens dropped into the studio to talk to Julian Rangel from Desert Valley Outdoors to talk about the possible closure of Lake Cahuilla.
1: We're trying to work on getting a new contract, 30-year contract, signed and approved by not only the Coachella Valley Water District, who's our local water district, but the County of Riverside Parks and Open Spaces, along with the City of La Quinta, Desert Recreation District, and good old Desert Valley Outdoors.
2: Tell us a little more about Desert Valley Outdoors, Julian. I know that's that's the club you head up, but um, what, is, what is the mission of Desert Valley Outdoors in general?
1: When I started this Desert Valley Outdoors four years ago, it was to get kids off their video games, get them outdoors, teach them how to hunt, fish, shoot. Because nowadays, there's a lot of single parents out there that don't have the time to do that. And that's where we kind of step in and and help out. You know, we gain the trust of parents. Uh, We have them attend a couple of our outings. And then from there, you know, we gain some trust. And they'll start dropping the kids off at our local clinics and derbies and, you know, just little outings like that
2: gotcha yeah um we've talked to uh, or i've talked to um julian quite a bit in writing a couple articles including this recent one in our uh an issue at late december about um about these issues at lake kahuya and desert valley outdoors and julian has also i mean they've stepped into the forefront of this battle i mean like julian said it was a club made to get kids fishing and encourage people to get outdoors in that you know desert area where they live in, but it's it's become you know quite the uh, the uh, spearhead, I guess, against these efforts. And Julian uh, mentioned the thirty-year contract that they're hoping for um, wasn't the previous contract was a fifty-year contract, right?
1: Previous contract was a fifty-year contract that, if I'm not mistaken, was signed back in 1969 and when that was coming to an end here last year nobody was really talking about a new contract it was just talking about being shut down for good and that shut down for camping hiking biking fishing and, and a big open space picnic area so that's where we kind of came in and raised some awareness because what I'm trying to do, that place is an excellent place to take kids and you know, it, it's a great open space and it's very clean and upkept,
2: Right. And when that 50 year contract run out um, there was a, just a one year extension granted and that's what's, that's what's coming up this March,
1: right? Yes, sir. So the one year extension that we had got granted is coming up. And as of right now, we are waiting on a test from an independent contractor that will be testing for quagga muscle now i heard the test has been done within the last couple days Mm -hmm. and we're just waiting on results for that that once those results come back and hopefully we can get something something done here
2: (laughs) and what 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 rests on those um results like if it comes back quagga positive um is that Is that a huge deal or is there still hope for it to get that?
1: It's a big deal because with these three big government agencies uh, trying to take note and trying to get this contract settled, again, being City of La Quinta, our Desert Recreational District, and um, Riverside County Parks and Open Spaces, they need to get an insurance of $160 million, which is requested by the Coachella Valley Water District, in order to even start contract negotiations. Without a test from from this private agency, there's no one out there, insurance company, that's going to go ahead and come in and say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and insure this policy, not knowing if there's quagga mussel or not, you know, in the lake, in the waters.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, the reason I ask is obviously there's there's quagga positive waters out there that are still fisheries so yes so i guess it it all it all falls back on that insurance deal
1: well with that being said the main reason cvwd is doing it is from lake Kaweah, all that water goes out to our farmlands here in coachella valley down to the east farmlands um, via underground pipe and infrastructure now As some folks know, quagga mussel is an invasive species, and it does have the potential to clog pipes. So that's kind of what Coachella Valley Water District is trying to avoid. I see. And with all the heavy chlorinating coming in off of drop one off the Arizona border uh, from the Colorado River, they chlorinate that thing so much, there's no possible way that quagga mussel uh, can survive that amount of chlorine. Mm-hmm. so they just want to be sure you know insurance companies want to be sure that there's no quagga and it is insurable gotcha
2: could you talk a little bit about the fishery itself and you know you know it, what other options are out there for local anglers if any um if Kahuia were to shut down
1: well if cahuilla was to shut down our next local fishery would be probably lake Hemet or Fisherman's retreat Which is an hour away, Mm -hmm. not far, but when it comes to having kid, you know, families of three or four kids, it gets a little bit pricey. Unloading up them kids, taking them to you know an hour away or so, paying the expensive fees, and if you forget something, you can't just drive back home and get it. You got to do without it. You know, it, it it can become a problem there. But hopefully, hopefully, you know, we can we can get something taken care of here. So,
2: what could the uh, California fishing community do um, personally, you know, individually, to uh, help your efforts here?
1: Well, I we have a list out that you you folks awesomely uh, printed out, and it's to the main folks that I have just recently named for the agencies mm-hmm. minus one, and I think uh, hopefully we can get that added in. That's Mr. Jim Barrett. He's the general manager for. Coachella Valley Water District. Gotcha. What, yeah. Well, what, what we c- as can do as a, a, a fishing community to help us out is send an email to one of these folks. Pick one or pick all of them, and, but make sure you change the name, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and let them know. Express your concerns. You know, fishing's right. good. Fishing's good for the mind, good for the soul, good for folks to get outdoors and and relax. You know, right. it's it's. It's nothing but positive things and I'm, all I'm asking is if folks can go on out sh- shoot them in emails, express their concern uh, concerns I'm sorry that would be great.
2: right And it's important even for even for um, a Western angler who might not even know where Kahuya, Lake Cahuilla is or you know knows they'll never fish there. Um, this there is an interest for all of us to do that because the last thing we want, is for this fishery to get shut down and for it to stand in the, as an example of something that other communities and other water management um, entities, you know, could do. I mean, yes. it, it could just be, you know, it could be the first step in, in other closures that may affect um, your personal fisheries. Yes. And that, the, the article that, um, that you mentioned, it, it lives on, our website, wonews.com, um, if you go on there and use the surf search function and just type in Lake Cahuilla, you'll find the story. I tried it right before we went on the air here. Okay. And at the end of that story, it has the list um, of those representatives to contact and their email contact information. And we'll, we'll uh, I'll get with you um, about adding Jim Barrett to it Okay. Um, also.
1: And we also have a Facebook page called Save Lake Cahuilla. Oh yeah! Uh, whenever I go to any of these meetings, because I've been impre- I've been present in all these meetings, I always update that Facebook page. I would put it in our Desert Valley Outdoors group, but some of some of the other folks are hunters and whatnot. You know, they're kind of not interested in that, so I don't want to bombard them with it. Mm-hmm. Although they can benefit from it, also sure uh, being Absolutely. out of Lake Kauha. So uh, I, I try to keep them separate. And you know, the Save Lake Kwaia page is, is where everything, all the meat and potatoes is at.
2: Mm-hmm. Perfect.
1: So, <clears throat> uh,
0: so Julian, uh, can you, for people that don't know much about this lake, can you talk a little bit about the lake itself? Is it a trout fishery? Is it? Uh, it just tell us a little bit more about the lake itself.
1: Okay, uh, Lake Quin is 135. Uh, I want to say, ooh, what is it, Lake uh, acre was it? That. Uh, yep, you're right. Yeah that o- that offers stock fish, you know, from stock uh, channel cats during the summertime to stock trout during the wintertime. Now, during the other months, we do have fish that have made its way through the Coachella system, the canal system from Colorado River, such as striper, bass, bluegill. um, and flatheads, right? And big flatheads. Those flatties are pretty nice. Mm -hmm. But the other the other times that they're stalking, you know, a lot of folks are out enjoying these times, except most well, summer, it's pretty hot out here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and Lake Queya does a really good part on keeping the hours from early morning from six a m. to you know to one pm. So the hot part of the day, nobody can do it for the safety of the fishermen. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's fun. it's 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 a big, nice, clean, lake, there's really no infrastructure there, unless you're along the rock jetties, because it is a settling pond for the Coachella Valley Water District. So the water comes in off of the Colorado River, it zigzags its way around that rock jetty and into the lake, which then feeds out to the downstream infrastructure for Coachella Valley Water District. Gotcha. Okay
0: do you have any uh, specific stories from recent days of you catching a big uh, flathead or something out there? (laughs)
1: Um, uh, Not me. We do have a gentleman in the Desert Valley Outdoors group, um, really good fishing family that's always been out there. And one of the sons, if I can't think of his name right now, but he ended up catching a 50-pound flathead. And to be honest with you, something that big coming out of Lake is is kind of, far and few Mm -hmm. Uh, we have had some 20 pounders we've had a a couple 30 pounders but a 50 that was a big boy Um, unfortunately he didn't survive the you know the revival process and and they and he ended up succumbing to his uh i guess his picture taking to the battle yeah (laughs) we
2: have that that photo is the lead photo in that story on the website so
1: yes that that was an awesome catch and and so, so everybody knows it wasn't a waste. that The family did have a have a little feast, you know. So. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, they enjoyed it.
2: Um, and there's a, there's a derby coming up, right? Um,
1: yes, sir. Derby? Tell Desert, us about that. Desert Valley Outdoors is hosting a trout derby come February 5th. And that trout derby is going to be 100% payout. We've have, we have big sponsors such as, you know, Western Outdoor News. <laughs> uh, we have Penn, Daiwa, Akuma, Pure Fishing, Berkeley. We have two of our local Ford dealers. We have Trout Candy and Ultralight Heavyweights and a lot of other um, local yeah,
2: smaller Yeah, a, a lot of heavy hitters on that SoCal
1: Trout. Yeah, yeah that have come, come together. And, you know, they've read your article and they're more than willing to help us out to ha- have a... Very very fun day. Come February fifth, rain or shine or wind.
2: <laughs> yeah, awesome. <clears throat> so
0: wind wind is usually a big uh, big issue out there.
1: Um, at times, yeah. Mo- most of the time, when it's when it's raining over and the what is it the west side of the San Gregorio Mountains, the towards the bay, we, we're usually pretty sunny out here. Mm-hmm. so i always tell everybody if the morning or the night of the derby you know and you got rain over there come down anyways because we could have a beautiful day out here
0: yeah all right so yeah this one day tournament is february 5th at lake Kawia and it is 7 a.m to noon and i think it's going to be a good thing to bring some more attention to this uh to this body of water and to uh to really show the community there that it matters to them to have this uh to have this this body of water be protected for fishing so uh, it's it's an honorable thing that you're doing, Julian. Uh, any any other plans between now and February 5th for hitting the lake?
1: Uh, well, just today we had our, our stock in for our, you know, weekly stock. And, um, you know, when I get off of here, I'm going to go back out there and catch three more. I've already caught two this morning. And it's like, guys, hold my fish. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we, you know, we, we plan to keep, keep going and raising awareness and trying to reach out to that, I mean, it's just going to take one person that's going to take over the story and say, you know, Julian, we got you, we'll help out any, you know, so the more awareness we raise, the, the better our chance at keeping our local lake open to those that have, you know, not only grown up fishing there, but now we're taking our grandkids there.
0: That'll wrap up another episode of the Western Outdoor News Podcast. If you're interested in winning free stuff, though, stay tuned because I have some details for you. If you are interested in winning a free pair of Maui Jim sunglasses and a supply pack of hooks and line, all you have to do is enter our reader writing contest. This is our second year running. Just submit an article or a feature or... Uh, any sort of writing piece that you'd be interested in putting together for us send it in to editors at wonews.com and you will be entered for our monthly giveaway of a pair of Maui Jim sunglasses and a supply pack of hooks and line and all sorts of other fun things being sent your way send it in to editors at wonews.com